0: You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it Strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast drop-down from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. Wow. My gird, how are
1: ya? I don't know. <laughs> I just walked in the house and I was like, oh god, I should put clothes on. I was like, oh she doesn't see me, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not make a video then. Who knows what you're wearing?
1: I put on pants. Excellent.
0: <laughs> you just snorted. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> So, it's been a really long time.
1: When's the last time we spoke? Uh, We've got
0: quite a few questions that we won't get to all of them tonight, but We should get to some, I guess. Yeah, we'll get to some. Maybe before we do that, we could, um, you know, catch up so you went on
1: a book tour
0: for those of you who are like wtf why did this subscription just pop up on my phone i thought that i canceled it no in fact you did not we just took a month off um yeah i went on book tour uh well first of all my book came out (laughs) that takes effort and then uh i went on a book tour and gallivanted around the country and you did an excellent job of coming up with like a plan to help me not become a tub of a tub of lard while I was on the road. In my very first day, I did what you told me to do, and then um, I started not being able to sleep.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> you I had work to work out so late. You don't. You definitely don't sleep. Well, not just –
0: like, literally, I was getting any – I was getting an average of four nights of sleep in every city, and I was getting on a plane every single day. My immune system was just not what it needed to be, and I know enough about my body and, you know, the health history that I've had that I have to prioritize, you know, being well and sleeping. And so there was just no way that I – even on the days that I might've had a pocket of time, it was like what I need to be doing right now is laying on a sofa and trying to take a nap. So, um, I did end up working out twice while on tour for a whole two weeks, which totally frustrates me. And I didn't work out like the week before and I haven't really, I've worked out twice since. Um, but I did, I, every single time I was like, okay I haven't like completely forgotten how to do this because <laughs> like, after it's been a while I think you well it's hard okay. to like restart once yeah play. like re-get back into it because first of all it's kind of like you know sad to do something and to like not be as good as when you did it before or but honestly, or,
1: or like you know you're gonna feel like a lot more sore than you yeah. would so yeah. it's like not looking forward to how sore you're going to feel.
0: And I find that like once I get out of a training routine, like programming, I don't know like where to start again. Right. You know, I'm kind of like, okay, well, uh, it's <laughs> been exactly I'm like it's been kind of a week, where do I start? And I guess, you know, I need to like actually start a full program of something and just like yeah. jump in and and start from like scratch on something and just move from there because It's been, I think, over a month since I was consistently training and I can like feel it, you know, and I want to get back into um, doing that. And one of the great things is that Matt and I have decided that we're not doing books anymore and we're trying to, you know, get our team of people trained up on the blog and all that kind of stuff so that we can do less so that I can actually – devote a life yeah exactly like having a life (laughs) I just literally before we got on the podcast Matt was like you're podcasting tonight like basically again because I podcasted last night and I've been working the past couple of nights with the team because we have like this project launching later this
1: month I miss you huh you're not here I miss you (laughs) well and he I think he was just
0: kind of like you know, dude, (laughs) like you're working again. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Like I just, I really want to get to where in the evenings, like I have a choice between, do I want to lay around and be a slump or do I want to work out instead of being like, Oh, I have these 80 million things that I need to work on and I can't do either. So I'm working really hard to make that happen. And I hope that there's a lesson to everyone about like prioritizing in their own life. I'm, I'm, What I'm going to focus on for 2015 is, first of all, training. I'm really excited about, like, not having enough stuff in my life where I can actually make that my priority. But I'm working on, like, getting rid of things in my life as kind of a philosophy, both, like, physical and emotional and things that I don't need to be doing. And I'm working really hard to kind of, like, figure out all the things that I can potentially, like take off of my plate and take out of my life that are just causing emotional and physical clutter so i'm really kind of excited about the opportunity of just doing what i want and having the things that i need rather than kind of feeling overwhelmed with the need for all the things (laughs) and uh yeah. So
1: that's what I've been up to. The tour was awesome, by the way. Looked it, it looked awesome. I wanted just to be there to eat all the food that people were, one, bringing you, <laughs> also going out to eat. And I was like, "What this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got one meal in each city. Like literally we were eating like protein bars out of our bags, almost like
1: two out of three meals. But I would then have the just one not eaten. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> you what? I'm, I just would not have eaten because I'm a terrible person. Yeah,
0: I mean sometimes I <laughs> didn't, you know. But then like the one city that the one meal that we would get, we I um I'm a foodie, and so I would do a lot of research. Like where's the, like the one place I want to try to eat in the city? Because a lot of places I had never gone to before, you know. So it was like right. super exciting to. Eat delicious foods. But Viv, like at every single city I was in, there's at least one person who was like super excited about like strong women training and this podcast and like, yeah, they're (laughs) usually the people that come to those kinds of things, like, no, both Sarah and I, and they want a photo with both of us. And it's not very often that people are like, Hey, Sarah, I only want a photo with you. Or Hey, Stacey, I only want a photo with you. But to those people that were kind of only interested in meeting me, they were strong people. And it was really cool to like meet some strong women who were like You inspire me, and I'm like, you inspire me. Strong women, like I love getting tagged and hashtagged in people's photos on Instagram, especially like seeing women be powerful and be strong and feeling empowered from that. Like whatever your definition of strong is, always makes me feel good and motivated. Like you guys asking me about how training is going is helping me get motivated to like do it. You know. So I feel the same way. Yeah. So virtual hugs from every city that I went to in uh, America, because all those women were like, what are you guys up to? And, um, the way I met this, this two, I think there were two women who are friends in Phoenix who are like going to, or no, it was Atlanta going to See, It's, it's not because I don't remember you. It's because. That was a lot of cities in 2 weeks, sorry. <laughs> but they were they're going to Ice Queen and Aren't I was they Really? Yeah. You're I was going to compete. And so they were like all excited that they were going to be there competing with me and I was like, "Oh, I have sad news for you."
1: <laughs> we yeah, had to... She hasn't updated the competitor list. Yeah. I for- d- I told her. She knows. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, cuz um, she just asked for four
0: more entries, I think. But maybe I'm I might be one of them. Like I already like let them know um so for those of you that don't know when we were on tour minneapolis had this thing called polar plunge which is like the first snowstorm of the year it was completely unexpected it was over 12 inches and they shut down the airports and kind of the whole city just stayed home for the day and um so that prevented it was the exact day that we were supposed to be doing our book tour and And you were
1: going to meet up with jen there, right
0: yeah we were going to meet up with Jen Sinclair to work out and um, Monica who processes who produces the podcast for us and is like a longtime friend and employee of ours um, whom we've never met before <laughs> uh, lives there and I was supposed to stay with her so I was really looking forward to going to Minneapolis and of course it was a snowstorm that day. Also, Vanessa from Healthy Living How To was there, was going to go out to dinner with her. Like, we just had a whole bunch of plans in that city. And it was like the the one city that I was like,
1: no. So um, I'm going to start off your year, right?
0: (laughs) Well, yes. So when we contacted the bookstore about rescheduling, they didn't do any tours between Basically, like Thanksgiving and New Year's, because that time is really obviously busy for stores and they just don't prioritize events, which we totally understand. So, they rescheduled us for January 2nd, which is the weekend of Ice Queen. So, I mean, I think it's probably good for me considering I haven't been training. I don't think I would have done very well in the competition in less than a month, but, um, nevertheless i am disappointed because i would have definitely at least gone and like hung out with everybody and rooted for them and that kind of yeah, stuff
1: i'm going to hang out i'm not competing so for those <laughs> so, of you who I'll are sad that i'm be- not
0: there find viv she'll be wearing neon colors and her I hair have will look like a rainbow <laughs> you'll see me Um, you'll You'll probably probably be like help. You'll probably be helping out because I imagine that Amanda will.
1: Well, there's like going to be 70 ish people and it's close to my house. Now they moved the location. So, oh, it's not at the edge now. Where is it? Well, the, well, I hear Rubicon got bought out by Tesla, like the car company. They bought out that whole block of buildings to put Tesla in there. All right. So Rubicon, that means Rubicon's not going to maybe be there (laughs) by the, by whatever time frame and then um edge will be homeless for a little bit but what? I don't know so <laughs> I this is no what, happens no happens what happens when i go away for a month i have no because i just saw i literally just saw it on facebook right before um i i got on the phone with you and i was like oh that's weird but it's gonna be at crossfit lorton now <sighs> okay. so all right be interesting well- I'm just going to have to make sure to be in touch with Barry and
0: try to find him a home close to me. Cause that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, Maybe his home close to you would be just like a house Rush. of gains. <laughs> I was like, Barry, come put your stuff in house of gains. Um,
0: I'm a little, I'm a little freaked out about the winter, honestly. So maybe we can talk about this. Maybe you have some recommendations for me. Um, Winter training? Yeah, because it's really cold, Viv. Yeah. It's, it's really it's really <laughs> it's cold. cold. So it, it's okay like in the garage, right?
1: Like if I keep right. the garage door closed. But it, once that door opens, I'm sure it's like, well, and I, I'm not going to touch this bar because I'm freezing my hands off.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm a little bit worried. Like, how am I going to train for things that I need to do, like yoke and farmers and tire flipping and basically anything where I'm like... Having to move for a distance,
1: yeah. Um, I That's can't. The thing about a home gym, you just get, you're gonna have to adapt to that. But the whole thing about that is like you have to like warming up really becomes a thing in the winter. Yeah, here because like in the like summer a lot of you can usually like get away with like 15 minute warm up, you know. Yeah. But now like that it's winter, like because where I train it's like it it's a garage. There's no heat. I mean, there's no heat. And no, it's but like, like I'm
0: used to training that. where you train, and it's not the same. Like
1: it's not. But, because you have such the a body small heat state, and like every thing, like, yeah, more people and stuff, so we usually can get away with it, but like warming up becomes a thing, but you mm-hmm. might want to just get a space heater just to make yourself
0: well, I warm have a up. space I have a space heater for like in the garage, that's what I'm saying, like in the garage isn't a problem for me, but so, but if you're gonna
1: train yoke and stuff and and if you're gonna be outside, yeah. Like, it you might as cold. well just get used to being outside okay. and training and, like, sucking it up because yeah. I know, like, it sucks, but at the end of the day, it's going to make you better because... You, if other people don't train like that, that's not going to be a thing. And you just think, like this summer, you're going to have to train in 120 degree know, weather potentially. I know. And so, like, this... like, it's just going to have to be a thing that you just adapt to the weather because it just makes you become a better athlete with a tougher situation. And
0: I sucked it up. I we did. Um, so this weekend when we worked out, I did tire flips and we did log press and we did them outside. And you know, it was like it was. Cold and unpleasant, but it was fine. My concern is more like it's pretty much icy and snowy, like sixty percent of the time here. Yeah, in I the think winter,
1: gonna, you're gonna we're gonna ha- you're gonna huh, words you're gonna have to consider like doing instead of like actual farmers' carries and walks. Do you like? Um, holds.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to have to, uh, it, like, on the days that I can't go outside, just like right. adapt or
1: something, right? Because
0: there's Take no advantage when I can. Right. I don't know. Take
1: advantage when you can and when you can't, like, just work around it because there's no reason for you to, like, injure yourself doing something. I know. This so- is all so new to me. It's just like, you're just going to have to adapt and, like, moving stuff. You can do moving, like, with potentially if you invest in a sled or, like, one of those parachute type things and just go on, like, carries or walks with stuff that you know you can dump and and on day that you know like you're not gonna slip if that's yeah. the only thing i can imagine but.
0: yeah well and i've got to get some mats in there because like it's really super slick
1: right now like, and the cold, uh,
0: the colder that it gets or like if it rains outside
1: and then you walk inside
0: it's, and it you know kind of the moisture gets into that garage floor um so Yeah, I told Matt that, like, we were kind of... Because mats are really expensive. I had no idea how expensive they were. And so I was like, let's just try to see if we can get away with not doing this. And then the other day, when I was working out in there, I was like, we're going to need that. Like, I can't work out in there without those mats.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah, so... like one or two, just so that at least when you're doing, like, deadlifts and working stuff, like... Yeah. You can just be, like... Yeah, yeah, and I'm totally
0: paranoid about when I'm going to drop something. Like, when I was doing logs, I was able to pull the tire out and... Like then I felt like, okay, if I wanted to dump it, I could just kind of like throw it onto the tire, but, um, I can't do that inside, you know? Right. And I want to, the other thing is like, if I'm back squatting, I was really paranoid. Like, what if I dump the bar? Cause how I dump the bar in a back squat is behind me. And then you kind of kneel and duck forward. And if I don't have any mats, like my knees hitting that concrete could injure me. So I'm like, we definitely need mats.
1: Yeah. At least under the squat rack, like for minimum.
0: Yeah so that's, what I did, that's what's going on with me i just wanted to let you know that there are ladies around this country who are totally inspired and appreciative and told me to tell
1: you hi and give you a hug and a high five hi, i never lady. see you so i can't give you a hug <laughs> i know like you're busy but i'm busy too so it's but it's like
0: totally different yeah, and they don't jive like we're never like oh today's my slow moment
1: <laughs> i tried to bribe you over here on thanksgiving i try i'm like i know and i was just like i have these divorced families and like a Catholic guilt and a mother. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I wish I could do, but it's not happening. <laughs> but oh, well, yeah, I'll be over. I mean, I just gotta try to figure it out. Like, I hate that this is the thing about the holidays. They're fantastic and everything, but then I have the whole ton of like the rest of your obligations yeah. that like consume my life or what was my life (laughs) so then i'm just like oh snap but yeah hi ladies hugs and kisses (laughs) high fives you know what else lift heavy things
0: (laughs) so what have you been up to Uh, you took took some time off after nationals
1: but that was only like two minutes right yeah i took like a whole week no not not even But (laughs) I maybe took like half a week off uh, after nationals. And then after that, I just started training again. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, aren't you going to sign up for another competition? I was like, you know what? I spent a lot of money trying to get to Vegas. And then once I did that, I was just like, I can wait to spend more money because of the holidays and everything like that. So I'm looking at a competition in April down at Brute for um it's actually united states strongman corp i think is doing that competition with them and qualifying for their nationals in june so you should explain to people why ussc is different
0: than nas or like what those things are
1: so they're two different like federations or groups, I guess, of like strongmen. So USSC is newer, way newer. This will be the first nationals ever, which is really why I want to do it. <laughs> like I don't really care if I place or anything. I just want to see if I can get there. Um and it's uh an NAS is a longer running group. Um they're kinda they have their way of doing things and I just I I personally want to see like the difference between the two federations. Um, a lot a lot of it is just different group, different competition. Um, I don't know how many people actually belong to – are both card-carrying members for both, but I guess we'll see.
0: Um, My understanding is that there's a group of people in NAS who cannot be card-carrying members of USSC for a particular reason.
1: uh, Is that not the distinguishing factor? That might be it. But see, I might lose my NAS card if I go USSC, so who knows? Well, no, no, no. I
0: meant that. My understanding is that USSC actually drug tests. Oh, do they? Yeah, that's, that would be fantastic. That's because... what that's what I understood I that, was yeah, the reason it. that USSC oh. started was because it was started by someone who wanted everybody natural to, group. Yes, them. they wanted a natural group, and so yeah. my understanding is that. Um, they drug test. And I don't know if it's random. I don't know if you have to pee before the contest. Like, I don't know anything about it because I don't take drugs, so I don't worry
1: about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it would be nice to know. Like, they don't say anything about on their website as far mm. as I know. Um. Not yet, at least, because they, they're they really, like, really great. Yeah. Like, this year was their first year is actually doing competition. And they just announced their nationals, I think, in November. And they're doing it in June. So, in... Indiana, I believe, is where it is. So that's my goal, thus far. Well, that's a great can, goal, and I will probably if I can do NAS again. I'll do it again, but uh, I'll have to re, I'll have to really think about like the money I spend if I go to Vegas or things like that. Because I was slightly, you know, it was fun to do, but my experience, like for the community wise, was underwhelming for yeah. the heavyweight women.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think. I I will at the I will probably not compete against you cuz that's just weird at this point. I mean probably in the future it'll happen, but I enjoy much more like taking your photos and cheering you on when you <laughs> compete. So
1: she <laughs> gets really mad at me when I'm competing. Well, like not mad, but like she's taking pictures of national. She's like, "None of these are really usable because all of them you're moving way too fast." <laughs> sorry. You're um too, you're too slow. I don't know how to help you there. <laughs>
0: I love it when you're like, when you like stop and smile, it's my favorite fifth moment. But.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I'm really weird about com- competition where I'm just like, you know, I get to a point where I'm like, all right, I can't change anything now. Let's just suck it up and smile <laughs> because yeah,
0: I have the opposite things. attitude. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Whoever thought this is a good idea.
1: And then I'm like, oh, Maybe I just did it. Maybe the point where you think like I do, we can actually compete together. Maybe. I mean, yeah. otherwise i'm going to get the stink eye me, yeah maybe all it's going to
0: take is like one really hard winter of me training in my own garage and then i'm like can we can we hang out <laughs> cool so um
1: Yeah, so I probably... Lots of of Cupid's Undie Run-y type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, tell people about this. So I'm doing Cupid's Undie Run, and it's only like a mile, mile and a half. I'm running from the Capitol and things like that. So I signed up, and now I'm trying to raise money. So last time I mentioned that if I get, I think, uh, every $300 in donations, I'll do videos with... um, at the House of Gains of the nine foundational movements that I learned when I initially started CrossFit.
0: So, go donate because so we need to do these videos. We do these
1: videos at the House of Gains. Do it. So, the donation URL is um, mymy.cupids.org slash missvfit.
0: You can also find it in the show notes and probably if you Google cupids undie run – miss V fit, it will yeah. probably come up. Um, but I also want to say that this is for a really good cause. Um, and the donations aren't going in Viv's pocket. The donations That's are going to an not. organization that has a really low overhead and turns over really, really like almost all the money. I think it's like 90% of yeah, the money. you that, know the guy that started. I do. I know the guy who, who starts it. And I know that like, for the first couple of years, it wasn't even his job. He did it on a volunteer basis because he wanted to be able to, like, give the Children's um, Foundation – that it's for children with cancer. And um, he wanted to be able to give them as much money as he could. And it grew into, like, this – I think it became an international event. And so he now runs it um, very lean and does a – in a fantastic job. Like, it's just – um, a great event and I love the sense of community about it. I've never actually gone, but I know several people. Oh my people. gosh,
1: it's so much fun. <laughs> cause I'm like the the
0: biggest, for those of you that don't know me and haven't listened to all other podcast episodes where I've admitted this, like I am the biggest prude in the world. And so I will never participate in something where I need to run
1: in my I, underwear. The first year I went, I was a volunteer. So I was fully clothed and I felt so naked, being <laughs> fully clothed because it was so weird cause I was around like a bunch of like, people in their underwear and it was really cool and there were some people that were like dressed up in their long johns or full body suits or whatever and that was also pretty cool but it was just like it's really fun and it's like it like stacy said it's very community oriented there's a lot of crossfit gyms that do it all together and create a team there's a lot of just yeah
0: there's a lot of teams and there's a lot of like activities
1: before and after and everybody is just like really happy to do it and have and it's just a lot of fun and kids are there and it's really funny because you're in your underwear like (laughs) living in front of the capitol and little kids are like high five and you're like yeah
0: yeah and people wear funny underwears right like they wear like tutus or knee socks or like whatever you know there's this
1: guy uh, last year he wore eggs and bacon so he put eggs on his nipples and bacon (laughs) (laughs) like a bacon loincloth and i was like that's awesome it's pretty cool
0: yeah so i viv i have already done my donation everybody else needs to get on it because otherwise I'm going to be donating in order for you to have videos, which doesn't make sense. So <laughs> every little bit counts. Even if you only have $1, $5, it's a great cause. It's tax deductible. You'll get a receipt from Cupid's undie run. And, um, the more money Viv raises, the more we can hold against her and make her do more stuff. So get on it <laughs> and go get your donate on. And that will, when does that close? Like January
1: sometime? Probably like right up into the days, So right up until February.
0: Okay, so because it's usually around Valentine's, hence Cupid's Undie Run. So um, So whenever you're listening to this, if it's before, you know, like Valentine's 2015, you still have time to go donate. And we will make sure to, you know, share with you where her, you know meter of funding is each episode so that you know how close you are to videos i think it would be really cool
1: the two of us close to videos right now because i'm only i'm at 220 you can thank my father and me (laughs) and you (laughs) your father my dad gave a hundred dollars i was like all right dad He wants to see you in your underwear.
0: (laughs) No, that's awkward. Um, From Bianca. Cool. So So specifically, we're
1: really close to like three videos. (laughs) Okay, so it's three hundred
0: for every hundred you're doing a video. Is that what you're saying? What are you saying? What is the specific? 100 hundred.
1: I'll do a video. So that's nine hundred, and that's just under my goal of a thousand. Cool. If so. I get a thousand plus, I might do it in my underwear. <laughs> so,
0: already you're guaranteed two videos if you want to see the seven remaining fundamental movements, because it would be weird to have like an unfinished video.
1: I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: uh, go Jenny. Cool. So, um, what else have we been up to? Questions?
1: um yeah that's pretty much it i'm trying i'm considering doing this whole because i'm seeing a lot of things see i this is the problem with working all day on a computer and then taking your mental breaks on facebook and then like reading a bunch of strongman things and everyone doing like weird diets and you're just like what the heck is this so i'm reading a lot of what is this i am if it fits your macros yeah if it fits your macros <laughs> and it's weirding me out because i'm like okay one what the fuck is a macro <laughs> <laughs> macros are carbs proteins and fats i think i might have learned that in biology once <laughs> <laughs> so then i'm like okay now i have to figure out how it fits how what macros i exactly need yeah and it involves like weighing like, and
0: measuring your foods <sighs> and making sure that you're getting like the exact amounts of proteins and grams and
1: stuff so like that stressful because i that's why problems. i eat paleo man
0: i don't want to weigh and measure everything just so i can have a donut and then feel like crap after
1: it stresses me out because i'm just like. um, I don't even eat, like, today. You need
0: to focus on the phases. No. I I just need need to to eat, more than two meals a day. You need to stop. You need to focus (laughs) on phases (laughs) and bone broth. I've been so proud of you. I know. I've been eating a lot of soup, man. Did you see that
1: article today on the Washington Post? I
0: did. I sent it to my team so we could share it in media. And...
1: Um, they're you, like, it's a new thing. And I was like, definitely not a new thing. And but in New York there. city, they have like a broth stand now, I know. like a coffee stand. I would stand. totally go for a coffee brothy.
0: Yeah. I would probably go broke if I lived near that. Cause I would just be there every day just to support the business. Like, yes, I love you. Um, yeah. So I would, I mean like, okay, here's the thing. I've tried stuff, right? I've tried
1: when we first started the podcast, you were trying to carb load and all exactly. that.
0: Exactly. I was doing um carb cycling and that did not work. That made me gain weight and it did not help my performance. It was not good for me. And I have um I have seen people like you know, do this if it fits your macros and swear by it. And honestly, what I think that does is just, it makes people more aware of what they're eating. Like that's, what's going to help you be successful. Like don't overeat and be aware of what you eat and eat high quality foods and eat foods that replenish your glycogen stores post-workout. Like these are the most important things. If you focus on that stuff, then I think, you know, you're going to win at life. And the idea of like The if it fits your macros thing, which really upsets me about it, is that it's like, okay, 80% of the time, or whatever it is, you're eating perfect or whatever, and you're making sure that you're eating salads and chicken breasts, which I wouldn't necessarily agree that chicken breast is a great food. And then the other 20% of the time, you can just go completely crazy and eat a bunch of crap. Well, you can't tell me that eat, after you eat a bunch of crap, that you're going to like feel
1: your best. you know? Even I just like, trying to catch up on your sleep on the weekends.:
0: <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just feel like, for me personally, my philosophy to improving my health. And I'm not saying that I'm in perfect health, because I'm certainly not. But I will say that I went from being someone who like, literally was physically unable to live life. I had a hard time walking upstairs and I had no energy to even like sit at the dinner table after work. Like these are things that actually existed in my life. And I like the more that I talked about the mum book tour, the more I remembered how bad it was five years ago. And then I was like, holy moly, I am now a competitive athlete. So like, although you might look at me and be like, well, I don't want what Stacy's got going on. So I'm going to do this other thing. What I can tell you is that like, it got my body into a state of health that is now enabled it to, to be a competitive athlete coming from a place of like lifelong morbid obesity and never ever doing anything athletic. And so I just, I know how amazing I feel when I eat fruits, vegetables, healthy proteins, and especially bone broth and organ meat and seafood and like the superfoods that I advocate as being really nourishing. And I know that you focus on those foods and that's why I think you also like
1: heal quickly you recover yeah. quickly it's really funny because everyone's always asking me at the gym like "Why aren't you sore and I was like dude I'm never sore soup all the time yeah <laughs> like I don't know why you're sore but like you really need to get some soup in your life they're like you're serious and I was like yeah I have soup about maybe like probably once a day if you let
0: me yeah I tell people five days a week because maybe on the weekends I might like not get it in, but usually I do like at least five days a week. I get it. And honestly, I've, I've read some research from people that have linked Dom's, um, To micronutrient deficiency, which means like it doesn't matter how much chicken breast you're gonna eat if you're not getting all of your micronutrients. Like, okay, fine, you might lean out, but you're not gonna optimize your health and your performance. Like, you have to replenish your body with all of the nutrients it needs, not just the right carbs and proteins. And if you're skimping on nutrients in order to justify a donut binge later, I just don't think that that's gonna maximize. It'll probably be better. for you than if you're doing nothing at all today, certainly, which is why I think a lot of people see improvement because like they start focusing and thinking about it in some sort of concept and that's great. But I just I I have seen from a variety of different people that focusing on nutrients and just eating healthy and lifestyle factors are great. And if you're trying to lose weight, um, I think Gabby from Gabby's Gluten-Free, just put up a post. Um, You can find her. We could probably put a link in the show notes, but I know it's, like, on her Facebook page and stuff, too, where it took her, like, six months to lose 20 pounds. Like, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And she focused a lot, and she had to, like, you know count her calories, weigh and measure her portions. And basically she, I know she eats pretty close to paleo and it still took her that long to lose weight. And she, she says that she mostly maintained her strength throughout the process. And so if that's something that's that's really like
1: the scary part, once you're like, once you're like a strength athlete, like your fear is that once you lose weight, you lose well, all of your from like, her pers-
0: From her perspective, like her frame was a little bit different than ours. And, you know, she was struggling in the heavyweight division, even when she had a great event, like she didn't place. And so she kind of evaluated her body composition and decided that she didn't want to be heavyweight anymore and that it wasn't mostly muscle mass that she had. I think for you and I, even if we got rid of like excess fat, we would still be heavyweight heavyweight because we have so much muscle, but it was different for her. Yeah. So
1: now she's 200. Yeah, for sure.
0: I've like, I've never been under 200 since I was like 12 years old. Um, but so for me, like, so with Gabby, she lost this weight and like her biggest thing was she wanted to maintain her strength. Obviously she's not making huge strength gains. She says she did make some gains in some areas, but imagine like, she's moved down one weight class and she's trying to move down two weight classes. And now she's able to do the same thing. Like she's back squatting 200. Whereas in a heavyweight, I think for five reps, maybe um, in a heavyweight division, that wouldn't be enough, but in a middleweight right. or a low weight division, that's completely changes the game. So, right. f- you know, for people who are interested in like, you know, leaning out and doing that kind of stuff, I think Gabby's a good example of how you have to do it. You can't just like, decide one day that you're not going to eat properly like and and she says like it took her six months it wasn't something that happened overnight and it was really you know a lot of work on her part and it took consistency and like that kind of stuff so I think that's the only way in my opinion that I've ever seen it work and I know that what she's doing is like she had to constantly adjust what she was eating and how much she was eating depending on how much she worked out and how much weight she lost and she did it by eating real whole foods um of course, she like indulges in ice cream and stuff sometimes, but it's not like, it's oh, not like I'm a gonna like, her
1: diet. yeah,
0: I'm not gonna eat less today so that I can like indulge in ice cream later. Like, it's not yeah. this like, I'm gonna skimp out on nutrients so that I can justify junk later. Which is this mentality that I see a lot of people have, like, because they only think about it in terms of calories or macros instead right. of micronutrients, which are the things that your body actually needs in order to like build muscle and repair itself and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sorry, I just went on a huge tangent. We are going to have Stephanie Godro, who's like the expert on this stuff, in my opinion, who was on the show before come back, I think next month to talk about a lot of this stuff. Cause she was a science teacher and she is a nutritional therapy practitioner. And she has a lot of information on this that I would love for her to share with people. But in the meantime, it just like, it makes me frustrated because there's a handful of people who I follow on Instagram who are like, you know, really into let's say I see donuts a lot. Like donuts are just like this thing, and they look super ripped and lean. And they're like, you don't have to give up donuts in order to look like me. And I'm like, oh, I cannot do that. You know, like yeah, I I think really that's genetic or disposition or that mm-hmm. is not just like general philosophy. Because if I ate that stuff, I would not look, feel, perform my best at all. So what I'm telling you is that I know you and I do not think that, (laughs) I do not think that if it fits your macros would work for you because you would lose your patience after like three days of weighing and measuring your foods like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I try to just make sure that I eat I eat. <laughs>
0: that's that's a good place to
1: start. <laughs> yeah, no, cuz like today I woke up, right? And then I take my my synthroid and then I all by the time I get to work, right? I've eaten my first meal and then I have meetings from like, I don't know, for the next 3 hours and I'm doing stuff and then I'm sitting at my desk and of course like I'm not thinking, "Oh, I need to get up and eat" cuz I've been sitting there all day. Then who knows? It's like four o'clock, and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't eaten anything past breakfast today. So, <laughs> yeah, every episode
0: we talk about how this is not a good choice.
1: This is a poor life choice. How You're about you just make one big
0: pot of soup or have your mom or dad make one big pot of soup on the weekend? And well, then that's
1: what I have for dinner usually. Portion like it into food. like
0: five different things that you just like Tupperware containers, you just leave at work. Cause oh, that's, what, that, I could do that. That, that's what Matt does is he makes one big, like he gets like a big spring mix salad and he adds some vegetables to it and then portions out like five individual containers of like Tupperware salads and And they don't have any meat or any sauce or anything on them. It's just vegetables. So they're fine by the end of the week. And he does the same thing with soup. And so when I leave for the morning, he just puts my soup in a container for breakfast. He puts that salad in there. And then he either like grabs a Tupperware container of leftover meat or a can of tuna or a can of uh, salmon or something. And I leave a jar of Tessa at work with me. And so literally it's like less than 30 seconds and I'm out the door because everything is already packaged and ready to go.
1: Yeah, I need to like be better about planning my life <laughs> anyway. <laughs> really like the laundry in here is a little ridiculous <laughs> I've
0: discovered like, that like even simpler than buying rotisserie chicken at Costco or Whole Foods or something Trader Joe's sells chicken they, they
1: sell that grilled chicken that
0: grilled chicken that- and it's already sliced like it's so perfect for on top of salads if you're into chicken like I would much prefer everybody eat fish because it's actually a better amino acid and higher omega threes and has you know, better stuff in it for you. But if you're really on the chicken wagon, then that mm-hmm. Trader Joe's chicken is legit. Like it has no extra if you get the right one. There's like 10 different ones, but there's, there's one
1: where it's just like plain. It's okay. just plain.
0: Yeah. And that one, and I think you it's just like
1: tesame on top. Yes, yeah, like, t- exactly. Tucumaeze
0: and kelp salt. Kelp salt makes everything better.
1: Is it like fish sauce? Um yeah,
0: it's like the umami of fish sauce. You would love it. And it's natural iodine and a whole bunch of like um, minerals and micronutrients in there. And it's salty because it's made with sea vegetables.
1: It's amazing. Hope oh, salt. I see it on your Amazon thingy.
0: Yeah, it might be on Amazon. I know that locally they sell it at Mom's for like a dollar eighty nine. I think on Amazon it's like somebody's a third party reseller for like a dollar a can. I mean ten dollars a can instead of a dollar a can. But
1: yeah, I'll just go to Mom's. Yeah, just, just go to to down Mom's. the street from where we work. <laughs> Maybe we should answer
0: some questions.
1: Yeah, perhaps, because we've been waiting
0: long enough for long these poor people. <laughs> these poor people. All right, cool. So our first one is from Sylvia, who, high five Sylvia, is 60 years old and starting a strength program. Hi, Sylvia. Let's just all give Hello. Sylvia, raise the roof, good job. Boop, boop, boop. So <laughs> Sylvia in Arizona says that she just did a 10-minute arm exercise with three and five-pound dumbbell, uh Yes, I did a 10-minute arm exercise with three and five-pound weights for flabby arms. When done, arms were cramping for the first time. Two days later, her arms are very sore. Her question, should she continue to do these exercises? Was it just too much for me?
1: Uh, Yes, you should continue doing those exercises. You should also probably drink more water. Are you drinking enough water? That should be my first like, question.
0: She did not give any history on what she's drinking or eating. Right.
1: But like that's the huge thing with cramping, right? Water, not getting and potassium. enough water. Yeah, water and potassium. And, potassium. Um, and generally speaking, your arms don't have like giant muscles. So like 10 minutes, I don't know what you did for those whole 10 minutes, but it might be a lot and like you might want to break it up like, okay, a couple of minutes and then break or a couple of sets and then break just because your your arms aren't giant like your legs you can put through a lot because they're massive muscles. But your arms are a collection of very small, like a couple of small muscles. It's not where you can just like go to town on like on pressing days. We have to mix it up just because we can't press and, and do all of that to your body all at once. So I would say yes, Continue. We're doing those exercises, but consider if you have enough potassium and water in your system and um, you might also want to consider doing a light workout the day after. With your arms, not something, like, super strenuous, but, like, get your arms moving so you have blood flow back in your arms. Because to, I had the same problem with stones the other day, <laughs> and I didn't have enough water. But I also – my arms were just so tired because I was lapping the stone and getting them up. And I haven't done stone since May because after May I was training for nationals. It was all kegs. So in May – um. Since May, I haven't really done stones, and when I finally did stones again, my biceps were, like, on fire. Then I was sore for several days, and then I I finally did bicep curls just to get blood flow back in my arms, and it just felt great just to get that blood flow back in my arms, and then I wasn't sore anymore. So consider just working on other arm stuff just to get blood flow. Really, really light, even if it means you're just, like, moving your arm up and down, um, but just to get blood flow back into your appendages. That's my friendly suggestion.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree on that. And maybe Sylvia, if you're just starting and you know you're not you're not 16 anymore, so um, maybe just some body weight exercises like yoga type movements, or you know if you can do some slow burpees, or you know uh, modified push ups, or or something like that, where you just kind of it's not an actual like exercise with dumbbells but just like viv is saying to get some blood flow i would say too that i'm a little like i want to encourage you to not just think that you need to do 10 minutes straight with three and five pound dumbbells for your flabby arms That's real um viv and i have some beefy arms and there are a lot of women who have extremely toned arms stephanie who i referred to earlier um like everyone in CrossFit. And those arm muscles are coming from heavier movements that would not be constant 10 minutes, but that would be kind of concentrated, heavy strength development. And it's also going to be really excellent for your bone density because as we women age, um, we become more vulnerable to osteoporosis and bone bone density loss. And when you lift very heavy things, it contributes to improving that bone density. But a lighter exercise for a longer amount of time does not actually improve that process. It can develop some muscle, but it won't um, initiate the uh, re- the cellular regeneration in the same capacity and improve the bone density and that sort of thing. So perhaps um, if you are able, working with a personal trainer who can figure out what heavy is for you, because it's going to be very different for each individual person to come up with programming that would target some heavier movements in shorter bursts and coupled with some other things, because you know, your your arms have muscles all over them. And um, shoulders, in my opinion, are like one of the sexiest things that women can develop on themselves. And I have come to love developing my shoulder muscles. And so, you know, yeah. if you can figure out movements and exercises that encompass all of that area, it can perhaps help with your perception of flabby arms, which, you know, sometimes as we get older, or if you've lost a lot of weight, in my case, like there's just skin sagging there that you're never going to be able to do anything about. But if you find other parts to love about yourself and to build muscle up, um, you can just be really happy about that as well. So that's what I would say. But totally about cramping, potassium, try to keep a banana around when you're working out for anybody who gets cramping. Um bananas and waters are really good for that.
1: Yeah? Yep. Okay. I think it's
0: answered. Done. We're sorry it took so long to answer that, but you know, I was hopping around the country. Uh let's see. Next one is from Angie and Angie says, I'm a 48-year-old and I'm pretty out of shape. When I was a teenager, I was an athlete and a pretty strong one. I've always felt like I was strong, but the last several years have been feeling my muscles get weaker. I had a ruptured disc in the lumbar area with back surgery to fix this in 2006. I do not have back pain often and usually not real bad, but I am always afraid of hurting myself again. Is it possible slash wise for a person like me to start getting into lifting heavy things and strong women workouts?
1: Yes. <laughs> There's no reason why you can't get into lifting heavy things, strong woman workouts, strength training. Um, I know a lot of people with back injuries. Actually, Nicole has back issues um, and she works through it. Now, here's the thing. You have to be smart about warming up, you know, all these important things um, and and knowing your limit, knowing your body. Now, I'm not saying like you should go in there and be like, oh, I'm too scared to lift the bar. I'm saying like knowing your actual like limit where it's like this is this doesn't hurt yet. But if I push any further than this, it's going to hurt. Um, and it's learning that about yourself and your training that that is a whole thing about learning about strength training in general. Um, But I would say there's nothing stopping you. You should start. I know a lot of people that have gone through a lot of surgery and um, have done well at strength training. It's just a matter of making sure you get a good foundation, um, a good warm-up, and a lot of great guidance. And then you can lift as much as you want.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I would add... um what we've talked about previously about anyone starting a program, but especially to people who have special needs of any kind, previous injuries or, you know, health history or whatever, you know, finding someone who can work with you and coach you and personally train you on finding those things. Don't just like test them yourself or read about it on the internet or YouTube videos. You know, if you've got a legitimate back injury, I think it's worth talking to a professional about some of the movements that would be more dangerous and some of the movements that would be actually beneficial because... If you have a back injury, building up the muscles that surround the spine can actually be really helpful in mitigating further damage, but you want to make sure that you're not performing exercises in a way that could potentially, you know, create more injury. So talking to a professional who can help you find the things that will be beneficial and helpful um, is a really great idea. I think, in terms of, you know, healing. That's why physical therapy exists, because they send you someplace where a personal therapist, a professional in that kind of arena can help you come up with the physical exercises to help you improve your um, injury and recovery. And that shouldn't just end with when, you know, you're kind of released from the hospital or whatever the case may be. You can continue to do that, um, the rest of your life and try to prevent that injury. So, um, that would be the case for anybody that we hear from that has like knee problems or whatever it is. You know, um, my mom has, uh, severe arthritis in her knees from, um, a multitude of things and, she finds that when she is active that it can hurt kind of in the moment, but then the the more active she is over time, the, the better her body feels long-term because she's kind of building up those muscles and um, hel- helping the rest of her body absorb the weight when she walks and that kind of stuff versus just um, her knees absorbing that shock, so to speak. So, I don't know if I've articulated that clearly, but the answer is is still yes. Viv and I agree. But I think that before jumping into something, especially if you've had an injury or, or something like that, to talk to a professional about coming up with specific programming and going over movements and making sure they're performing them right and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yep. Sounds good.
0: I wish that I was more prepared and would like send these to you beforehand so that I didn't have to <laughs> read them all. <laughs> All right,
1: so... Yeah, because you totally want me reading off of a screen.
0: (laughs) It's better than me stumbling over my words every single time. All right, we'll call this our last question of the night. Um, Okay. And let's see. This is not actually a question. All right, it won't be our last question of the night. Sorry. This is what happens when, like, you know we're just, we're rolling with things. Obviously, this is just some comments and feedback. And then we'll have one more question. So Christy from Western Australia is writing us back. And first of all, she says, thank you for your feedback. In episode three, I'm working on building strength and mastering accessory moves. The journey has begun. Side note, it really helped my dirt, my derby game. Big hits. Ahoy.
1: High fives. This is the, this is the,
0: girl that like
1: she's like yeah you guys could do it
0: yeah this is the girl that wrote in that was like i had a moment when you said that you competed against a derby girl that this is something that i could do so here we're hearing back from her and she's begun and um i'm excited feeling great so we're super excited about you christy christy also wanted to give a heads up about the woman who Asked a question about things smelling badly. We actually got quite a few comments from people about this with more (laughs) ideas. She says, "Um, just catching up on the episodes and listening to episode four, something that I leave in my roller derby bag that helps combat stinky derby gear is called sweat suckers. I figure they might help also with your neoprene sleeve stuff. Um, You just microwave them like once a month and it refreshes them and it's very effective. So we can put a link in the show notes. It's called sweat suckers. Interesting. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> um, all right. So um let me
1: choose one more. All right. We have like more that we actually have like now that we could choose to have remember? <laughs> I know.
0: Wow, like send in your question. Well, and people should still send it in because after like two shows we're gonna be caught up or whatever. So don't forget to submit your questions. Now that we're back on track, submit your questions, or else it's just going to be Viv and I rambling for a while, and that'll be awkward. So, all right, I've chosen another derby, <laughs> another derby person um, from Sarah in St. Louis. Uh, Sarah says that she's been playing roller derby on a competitive national level for seven years, and she started weight training a little over a year ago. She's been vegan for ten years with. Um, the past year focusing significantly increasing the amount of protein in her diet for muscle gains and uh, she gets seven hours of sleep really bad about remembering to drink water and so here's here's why I picked her question she says she really loves the podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you yeah
0: compliments are always welcome. <laughs> So it's like the form field says general topic and the general topic is I love your podcast. I'm like, thank you. Um, we did say that we would answer the questions if they
1: complimented.
0: Totally. Us. So here you go. Um, she, she says that she wishes we had more episodes. I'm sorry, Sarah, after you submitted this, we had much less episodes, but now we're back on track. I promise. Um, and okay. So here is her actual question. Um, I've been lifting for a little over a year, and while I have noticed weight loss and an increase in muscle and muscle definition, I feel like I haven't increased my overall ability to lift more. I lift about the same amount of weight with the same reps since I first started, usually 8 to 10 reps in 4 sets for each exercise. When I try to increase the weight I'm lifting, it it probably... It seems to negatively affect my form. I keep reading how form is the most important thing and how do you negotiate between increasing the weight you lift and compromising form? Do you guys have a general method for increasing the weight you lift over time, like increase by 10% every few weeks or something?
1: Thanks. I don't have a formula for that, but what did she say she does? Eight to 10 reps? Yeah, she said eight to 10 reps
0: in four sets for each exercise.
1: Okay. Well, I would mix that up. (laughs) <laughs> and decrease the number of reps and more sets. So, like, we do a lot of five-by-fives or even, like, I've sent you, Stacy, like, one rep, but you have 10 sets to get as heavy as you can. That, I mean, because, like, building strength, that's where it's going to come from, is those lower reps, higher sets. Um, and because if you're doing it a lot of high reps, lower to middle sets, it's it's more like volume training and it's not so much um, heavier strengths.
0: Yeah, I think variation in general is just super important. So, you know, you're gonna have some days where you're just working on a heavy, like Finding your heavy, and that's it. And then you'll have other days where you do, you know, 10 reps of four, and you'll have other days where you do five
1: by five or
0: three by right. three or, you know, whatever. And I think yeah, that our
1: strongman training, like, really does still, like, we don't do crossfit anymore, but it does reflect, like, the variation of yeah. crossfit where we're not always doing the same things every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever. um So, like, she might, if she wants to look at specifically, like, increasing weight stuff, like, Wendler has a program. Um, T Nation has a lot of stuff. I mean, it's all out there in the interwebs. A lot of strongman people use Cube or Smolov. Yeah. So it's just a matter of mixing it up for yourself. You are probably not going to get like a high heavy weight at higher reps until you mix it up like that. And you you might never get, like, a stupid heavy weight with continuous volume training like that. It's and like I would, you, you need that time under tension where it's just, like, heavy for low reps, that kind of stuff. I would also say
0: that um, no matter what, if you're moving towards something that's more strenuous, which when you increase your weights, it should be more strenuous, it is going to affect your form so the word she uses is, is it affects her form. It shouldn't compromise your form, which is a word she asked about, like, how do you negotiate between increasing your weight and compromising form? So if you look at like professional weightlifters or people in competition and you look at what they're doing to like hit, um, breaking a record or one rep max or something like that, like, their form is still on because their body has muscle memory of what that form is, but it does not look pretty. Like it shouldn't. If you're straining to hit the heaviest thing that you can do, like it shouldn't be pretty. It should be a struggle, and you should have to grind through, and you should have to like focus on okay, you know, straight back, push up, like what you know, whatever kind of movement you're doing, so that. You push that through, but like it's, if you're trying to lift heavy weight. I'm, I'm sorry to tell everybody, I'm, I know I'm going to let a lot of people down when I say this, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, should, it shouldn't be easy. It's never going to get to a place where you're like, yeah, man, my one rep max is so easy peasy because yeah. if it's easy if peasy, it's, then it's, it's not, not your max. Your one max.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Your form will be affected, but it shouldn't be compromised, like Stacey said. it's It shouldn't hurt. Um, <laughs> it shouldn't feel like you're losing your back or your posture. I mean, depending on whatever movement you're doing, you should still have the same basic line or, like, it should still look the same for the most part like pausing the struggle that kind of stuff will happen but it, it shouldn't look like you have never squatted before or you've never pressed a bar before it won't it wouldn't look like that yeah if but
0: if she's been she says she's been weight training for over a year doing eight to yeah. ten reps and four sets like your muscle memory of that movement should be good to go like you should yeah. be able to add some more
1: weight that's a, yeah i mean but you i mean you have to like allow yourself to force yourself to like get under that bar it might get uncomfortable yeah it might take two or three seconds to get that bar off the ground or get that bar past your forehead to get your head through the window or whatever but you can do it i believe in you
0: (laughs) so sarah right back tell us what programming you're choosing to do that's not just the same thing over and over again and let us know how it goes we want to hear from you yeah. And we want to hear from all of you who are listening. Matt tells me the download numbers. I know that you're out there. So, you know, write in, let us know who you are and what your questions are, what you want us to talk about, and we'll do our best to answer those questions. We loved having Jen and Stephanie on to. Be our guests before if you have other guests that you recommend that we have on we'll do that we um, talked about putting Amanda on the show and I was remiss in reaching out to her so we will need to do that um, either before or after Ice Queen maybe to talk about that and um, maybe, both. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we can have like a rep from you know different weightlifting coalitions join us and talk about like what their different groups are all about I mean we talk so much about strongmen, and it'd be nice to like get some run from
1: get the real history from real senior
0: (laughs) well and not just not just strongman but like i'd like to talk to some weightlifters like i'd like to hear about like what powerlifting is all about or you know stuff
1: like that like i could get into powerlifting yeah i know you could could could. (laughs) (laughs) so i think
0: if you have people who you recommend that you love um you know who are bloggers or whatever like don't tell me you know, Mark Smelly Bell, because he's not going to respond to me. But I think that's his name. Anyway, so if you have people to recommend, no matter who it is, let us know right in. The contact form is on the blog. You can also, um, you know, contact me through social media and stuff. But I guarantee you that the best way to reach us is through the contact form on paleoparents.com in the top right hand corner. Say so podcast, submit a question. It's not that hard. Um, you can also email paleoparents team at gmail.com and monica will get the request and make sure that uh, it gets filtered to me appropriately so write in your questions let us know how it's going what you guys are doing out there what's working for you what's not working for you who you want to have on the podcast what your favorite parts and least favorite parts are about the podcast tell viv and i
1: make this your show no because you know if it's terrible (laughs) like we want (laughs) to (laughs) know i don't want to like be walking around with spinach in my teeth i'm just saying i'd let you know
0: (laughs) i have to see you but i'd let you know
1: (laughs) well we you were gonna see me today but then remember i had to put on pants so that's true
0: (laughs) all right so um viv's gonna come over and we're going to we're going to film some some videos at some, some point videos don't yes. forget to donate to
1: donate donate
0: to months under run And leave your review on iTunes. And if you want to support the podcast because it costs money to host it and have Monica do the notes and stuff like that, you can shop on the sidebar of paleoparents.com. And we're going to try to get you some coupon codes and stuff like that from vendors. So in order to do that, we need you to be active or read us on iTunes. And now that we're back, um, hopefully we can get that momentum going and we can kind of put some, some oomph behind that, which I kind of was resisting to do beforehand because... Stuff Uh, and life and things. I knew that I was going to be gone for a while. So now I'm back, and this is my priority. So I'm happy to be here. And I hope you guys are excited about the projects that we have in the future. And I'm so excited.
1: Be back next week. Yay.